Hi, welcome to our study of patterns found in the Gospel of Mark. Today we're looking at Mark chapter 4, and the word that I'm putting on this chapter is introspective. Introspective means inclined to inspect one's own thoughts and feelings. In the scriptures we see in the New Testament, 1 Corinthians 11:28, a man must examine himself, and that's before you partake in the Sunday morning of the Lord's table. If you are in the faith, examine yourselves, says Paul again in 2 Corinthians 13.5. Galatians 6.4 says, each man must examine his own work. Examine everything carefully, 1 Thessalonians 5.21. You've got to be looking at, at yourself. You've got to be introspective. In Hebrews 4.12, the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow, able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. It's the word of God that we feed on so that we can judge the thoughts and intentions of our heart. This is how we become introspective. This is the thing that Jesus is trying to teach in this chapter right here with the parable of the soils, the explanation of that parable, and then three introspective parables with a correct response. Nice way that Mark breaks down the chapter. First of all, we look at the parable of the soils. It's not the parable of the sower, it's the soils that we need to focus in on. The hard soil, the rocky soil, the weedy soil, the good soil. And at the end of this parable, Jesus says, to you it has been given the mystery of the kingdom, but to those who are outside get everything in parables, so that while seeing they may see and not perceive, while hearing they may hear and not understand, otherwise they might return and be forgiven. What Jesus is saying is, it's because you guys are coming to me and you've got ears open to hear. That's why it's been given to you the mystery. The rest of the world doesn't care about the word of God and they just hear these things called parables. They're not introspective. As a matter of fact, in, in, the, in the Gospel of Matthew at this same location, right after, the par right after he gives the parable and before he explains it, Jesus says this in Matthew, for the, for the heart of these people has become dull. With ears they scarcely hear, they have closed their eyes, otherwise they would see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and return it, and I would heal them. So it's the people that are dull. They're not listening. But because you have a hunger and thirst for righteousness, you want to know the truth, the mystery is, is given, you're given insight. What you need to understand is effort is needed to understand. That's what Jesus is saying. You've got to apply yourself. I will give you the wisdom to understand it if you seek. But you've got to start seeking. Now he's going to explain the parable. The hard soil where the seed hits on, on the path and the birds fly away. He says the adversary takes it away. Now I, I understand that your scriptures, your Bibles would say Satan takes it away. I believe this is a bad translation of that word, satanus. It's adversary. That's, that's the English translation. Sometimes in the context, he's talking specifically about Satan. But I believe it's the adversary. Who's the adversary today? Well, I believe you can look at science. Not uh, real science, but science that has a tendency to say that the world is 5, 10 billion years old. Evolutionary theory that deny the, the, the genesis and, and say the Bible's foolish. That adversary, when people hear the word of God, they're immediately saying, well, no, the Bible's not true. Well, the Bible is true. But they can't get, the seed can't penetrate because they've been taught this thing called evolutionary theory. That's the hard soil. The rocky soil, no firm root. The roots can't get down because there's too many rocks. 
Too many people. Sunday morning is all that they're going to give God. The rest of the time, they're too busy watching TV, uh, playing on their cell phones, playing on their computers, buds in their ears. Just too busy to take the time. Jesus says, you got to follow me. Take up your cross daily and follow me. Right? Rocky soil, no time for God's word. Weedy soil, worries of this world, the riches of this world, desires of this world are more important than understanding who God is and coming to God and, and examining yourself. That chokes out the world. Uh, that chokes out the word. The good soil are those that accept it as what it is, the word of God, and bear fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. That's the fruit that he's talking about that we need to learn to develop as we understand the word and put it into practice. This is being introspective. You have to ask yourself, which soil am I? Because you can be any of these soils. Even if you're a Christian, you can still have these problems. But you need to understand that you can change. God gives us the strength and ability to change, but it takes effort. Recognize where you are and start making the need of changes to become the good soil. Learn to bear the fruit that you really need to get going. But it's going to take you to examine yourself. You have to be what? Introspective. Three quick introspective parables. The one about the lamp. He's saying a lamp is not brought, bought to be put on a basket, is it? Or, or under a bed. It's bought to be put on the lampstand. And in Matthew chapter 5, 16, he's saying, Let your light shine before men in such a way they may see your good works. Glorify your fathers in heaven. I need to examine my purpose in life, and am I accomplishing that? See, you're back to looking at yourself and saying, am I, am I that lamp that's shining, or am I hiding that lamp? Then he gives us a rather interesting warning right here in 24 and 25, where he says, take care what you listen to. By your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. More will be given to you besides. Whoever has to him, more will be given. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away. I think that's relating back to this, the three bad soils. You know, you get the word of God, what do you do with it? Are you going to put it to work? Are you going to work with it? Are you going to let it grow in your life? Or are you going to allow things to choke it out? Take care what you listen to. Be introspective. The sower. This is not a parable of the seed. It's about the sower, which is who you are. The kingdom of God is like a man who casts seed upon the soil and goes to bed at night, gets up by day, and the seed sprouts and grows. How? He himself does not know. You're planting the seed. You don't know how it's growing in the lives of other people. The soil produces crops by itself. First the blade, then the head, then the mature grain in the head. When the crop permits, he immediately puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. What's the harvest? Baptism. People are becoming Christians. But... It's when the crop permits, not when you permit. You don't know how that seed grows and how that seed is taking, right? You've got to understand that. It's not your responsibility to convert people. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. Your responsibility is to what? Plant seed. Acts 2.37 always comes before Acts 2.38, obviously, but people don't understand that. Acts 2.37, Peter teaches them about Jesus, brings them to the question that they ask, Brethren, what shall we do? Because they were convicted in heart. Then Peter says, repent, be baptized. Seems that too many people in the church have a tendency to say, hear, believe, repent, confess, be baptized. Teach people what they need to do before they even teach them about who Jesus really is. It's your job to teach about who Jesus is. Not. It's when they ask the question, what shall we do, is when we step up and do the things. What does Paul say? I planted Apollos water. 
God causes the growth. Know your responsibility, and that is to share the word. It's a big responsibility, but it's not for you to convict. It's for the Holy Spirit, the word, to do the work. Then we've got the mustard seed. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed when sown upon the soil, though it is smaller than all the seeds uh, are, that are upon the soil. Yet when it is sown, it grows up, becomes larger than all the garden plants and forms large branches so that the birds of the air can nest under its shade. You need to see that the seeds here, all those different seeds represent careers, professions, doctor, lawyer. Oh, that's the greatest seed. I'm going to grow up and be a doctor. I'm going to grow up and make, be an engineer, make all kinds of money. You need to understand to be a Christian may appear minor today. It's the tiniest of the seeds, but it will grow. It will prove to be the greatest decision you'll ever make, and you will influence more people to good, to God, as a Christian, than any other career you may have. Doctors can extend life, but a Christian can introduce somebody to what? Eternal life. There's nothing greater than growing to be a mature Christian. That's where the birds can come and find the shelter that they're seeking. The mustard seed is all about being a blessing. Share God's love. The lamp, it's your purpose. Shine. The sower, that's your responsibility. Spread the word. The mustard seed is your vocation. This is what I'm about, sharing the love of Christ in the lives of other people. Correct response, wind in the sea. Jesus says, let's go across the sea. So he's asleep in the boat on the cushion, and they wake him and say to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He gets up and rebukes the wind and says to the sea, Hush and be still. The wind died down, and it became perfectly calm, and he says to them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? What's happening here? They haven't been introspective. To be introspective is to build your faith. Why are they afraid? They're in the same boat as, the, as God. In, in, in Mark chapter 1, he defeats Satan. He casts out demons. He heals people. In Mark chapter 2, he proves himself to be God by forgiving sins. Here they are with the Son of God, God himself. And what are they? They're afraid. Why? Because they've been so busy with Jesus, they haven't taken the time to be introspective and to really realize what's going on in their lives. Mark 4, learn to examine yourself. Introspective is the word. Inclined to inspect one's own thoughts and feelings, and you'll grow in your faith. Thank you for watching.